Welcome to the Behind the Curtain Podcast, your real-world guide to real estate investment and property management. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about the real estate bubble. Is it real or is it just a made-up theory that the experts are trying to scare people with? Also, we're going to talk about when is the right time to buy investment real estate. So today, let's start off with the bubble. Um, I get this question. and Oh, and today, it's me and Richard. Uh, Glenn's not here. Aaron's away getting his armpits waxed or something Aaron never takes a break so it's, it's good that he's taking <laughs> Actually, he's a break in florida. yeah he's in florida he's enjoying in florida, time with yep. his family so there's this bubble that we keep hearing about and all the experts talk about the bubble which there is a bubble but the, the conversations i'm having people are asking me is this another 2008 this is another 2009 are we going to see a collapse i don't have a master's in economics however the the driving force behind the collapse in 2008 was bad loans backed by the federal government in the multiples of millions of loans that were backed out there. And there were stated income loans where people just said, hey, I made $300,000 a year and they just wrote you a loan and as long as you, they checked your pulse and your heart was beating, you got the money. This bubble that's coming at us now is nowhere near going to be as catastrophic as 2008. So, you know, it, everybody just needs to calm down and relax about the bubble. The bubble is here. It is there. I mean, we've all seen it. Memphis has been ridiculous the last three or four months. People are buying property as if they're about to put a moratorium on buying homes, period, and you'll never be able to buy another house until the end of time. Um, people are paying twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 over market. So, yes, there is a bubble. It's going to correct, I think, in Memphis. We're going to see a, probably a 8 to 10% correction. I don't think it's going to be until 2023. Uh, I know Richard will probably disagree with me on this, but I think because of the, the current administration's policies that we have, we have inflation that's going. And as, as costs continue to rise and inflation goes up, I think 2022 will see a stabilization and a slow increase in the values. But then these policies begin to really take effect on the pocketbook of the, the average family. I think then we're going to see a, a bit of a pullback and a recession and definitely a burst in the bubble. The question is going to be is how much nationally are we going to see a hit for? And that's I don't think anybody can can predict that. I, I know there are experts that are saying throwing numbers around, which are crea- it's creating panic, in my opinion, for for a lot of investors. But uh, at the end of the day, it's going to correct. However, relax. That's all I can tell you because here's the bubble. So let's say we go up another twelve percent in the next twelve to fourteen months, and then the bubble pops. We're going to see on average a ten percent correction. Why? Because it's not you're not dealing with mortgaged money. You're not dealing with a collapsing economy. You're not dealing with massive amounts of unemployment. You're not dealing with any of that. You're simply just dealing with an inflationary issue that's going to cause eventually the bubble to hit the roof and it's going to pop. When that happens, yes, value is going to drop probably at a slower pace than people anticipate. But at the end of the day, if you're a long-term buy and hold investor, who cares? You lose 10% this year, you go up 15%, 20% next year. 
if you're holding a home for 20 years or say even 10 years, in 10 years, you're going to see a 20 to 28 percent increase in value of your property in that 10 year period. So who cares if you lose 10 today and gain back 11 next year? You're still going to be okay. The, The danger part is flippers, guys that buy, remodel and flip. Guys that go and do short-term hold, depreciation on, on rental properties and flip them out in three years, 1031, and buy some more. But if you're in it for the long term, you're going to be safe. End of story. So I'm not quite worried about it. So, Richard, what do you think about the, the bubble? What's your opinion? I think as far as the bubble's concerned, some of the information I've seen recently online, there was an article that stated the top 20 cities in mm-hmm. the United States for investment property. You'd be pleased to know that Memphis was well onto that list. But what it showed was in the last three years, the data shows that year on year, Memphis has had 12.7% increase in property values, which I thought was an interesting figure. Mm-hmm. Now, the article didn't actually state whether that has taken into consideration the last few months where we've seen significant increases in value. So over the next few months to few years, it's going to be interesting if that figure sustains. Well, I honestly don't think it will. Um, However, let's say you bought a rental property three years ago here in Memphis. Yes, you've seen a significant increase in value recently. Uh, Market corrects next year at 15%. Now your your net reduction is overall 3% from your original purchase, which is very easy to regain. So that's why I keep trying to tell my investors, quit stressing about the bubble. Quit worrying about the impact. Now, if we get into a massive unemployment situation and hyperinflation where a gallon of gas is six bucks a gallon and people can't afford to go to work, uh, then we're talking about a whole whole different ballgame because now you're going to have a lot of vacant rental properties that you're only going to have to you have to lower your rent to get them occupied, uh, which then then will begin to affect the the real estate market. But I personally believe that. While some of the policies this current administration is putting in place are going to be detrimental to the to the middle class America, uh, short term, I believe long term, it's only a cycle of four years. Okay, and as we saw when Biden took office with the struggle with pen, you can undo everything that was done in the previous administration. So when we get to the end of his cycle, uh, if things continue to to rail out of control, I believe the next president will just come in and put a halt to it, reverse some of the policies, and try to put stuff back in place. Um, I believe the restart of the Keystone Pipeline will have have a, a great effect on keeping us from getting into a. A, a horrible recession and hyperinflation on gasoline. My understanding from news sources is that Biden is actually quietly putting the Keystone Pipeline back into production. I haven't confirmed that, but I'm going to try to. So, but you know, the bubble is just what it is. That bubble is growing daily. We've seen properties go up twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in sale value here in the market. Uh, had a house in the market for one hundred seventy thousand. It sold for nine hundred ninety nine thousand two days later with 18 offers on it so while that bubble is continuing to grow is it when it does pop it's not going to be detrimental to anybody so please that i don't get it when as soon as the market corrects a little bit the first thing investors do and these are supposed to be smart savvy investors they f- start fire selling everything as if it's going to lose all of its value as if you've got a, a chunk of gold and and the government came in and said guess what gold's worth zero starting tomorrow and they're just fire selling it to get rid of it and get what they can out of it but if you're keeping it for five years you're keeping it for seven years it doesn't matter hang on to it don't sell it because as soon as you start selling off other investors start selling off 
it happens just like stock market. Everybody starts selling off and everything starts plummeting. And now we're in a financial crisis in the real estate market. So smart investors, hold your hold your real estate. Write it out. I think my uh, take on the bubble is it's not going to pop per se. It's going to fizzle out. It's just going to gradually. Somebody's going to poke a small hole in it. It'll yeah, let me, let me put a scenario forth for you. I'm not a real estate expert. My expertise is creating podcasts and digital marketing. However, my thoughts on the way real estate is going to go over the next few years is we're going to see interest rates rise. So it's going to be more expensive to borrow money. And then we're going to have to see a correction in price to bring it back into line of affordability. No, no, you're, you're right. And that's what, when people talk about a correction, that's what a correction is. It's bringing things back into a normal focus. Like all of us agree that this year, no matter where you are in the country, real estate is, it's like being in the twilight zone because you know, I know when Glenn and I are doing CMAs and telling people, okay, well, here's what we're going to list for. We put a disclaimer on it now saying that this is what, based on sales in the neighborhood last six months, say it should sell for, but be prepared because you'll get multiple offers and it may be 10 over, it may be 12 over, 20 over. And we do that because we don't want our investors to come back and say, well, you told me this number and I got this for it. Well, I mean, it, it's it's kind of a guessing game at this point because I've watched people make offers on properties that I never thought anybody with one molecule of brain mass left in their head would make, and they've made them. Um, well, the I last, can't explain why. In the last few weeks, I mean, talk to me about the kinds of discussions that you're having with the investors you're talking to. How How's business looking from your point of view? Well, I mean, business is booming. Um, typically, this time of year is our busiest time of the year. I'm already up a million and a half for, for this second quarter than I was this time last year. I will be up over two million, almost two and a half million this quarter over last year because people are buying, again, like, you know, come August 31st, no one will ever be allowed to buy another piece of property or another house till the end of time. That's why, that's how they're buying stuff. Just for comparison, tell me how June of 2020 looked in comparison to June of 19. Because uh, we were in panic mode in June 2020. I, I went back in June of 2020 and I did, it was 900 and almost 950,000 in sales. Okay. Which in the real estate game, that's good numbers, but it's not pine. That's not great numbers. It's not horrible numbers. That's kind of average for for me at that time of year. Uh, this year in June, I'll do a million and a half. In May, I did nine hundred thousand. Going into July, I'll probably do another million and a half. So you look at that quarter, I will be almost two million dollars up over that previous quarter. What's driving it is. I don't know what's driving it. I don't know what has fired up all these people to invest in real estate. It may be the fact that they're looking at the stock market that's con- that is so overpriced right now that they have to. I think a lot of them realize that that stock the stock market is going to come down. And it's going to come down rapidly, and it's going to come down a lot because it's going to reach a level that it just cannot sustain. Uh, inflation, gas prices. There's a lot of things coming that are going to push the stock market down. So maybe maybe their thought is that I'll pull it out and put it in real estate. Look, at the end of the day, real estate's the safest investment. It's probably not the greatest return if you if you're used to the stock market, but it is the safest investment. Take a hundred years of real estate, and you can watch the the valuation of of real estate over the last hundred years, and it's it's almost like stairs, right? It flattens for a little bit, goes up, then it flattens for a little bit, and it goes up, and then all of a sudden you'll get a little dip. 
And then all of a sudden, it'll go back to its original point and higher and start the stair step again. So you put your money in long-term hold real estate, you're always going to do well. You're always going to gain. You're always going to be uh, have a tangible product that's got value. So when it comes to real estate investment, my investors are focused on long-term. I try not to deal with short-term investors because I think that's that's just a dangerous game. I tend to be brutally honest with my investors. So in the short game, I will be brutally honest with those investors and probably lose them anyway. So it'd just be a waste of time for me. I love developing and building long-term portfolios because I don't care how bad of an agent you are. If you get someone in a long-term portfolio, it's going to produce sooner or later. They're going to see a positive outcome from it. So you may be crap today, but five years from now, you're going to be a hero. Uh, it, It always works out that way. Yeah, and what you just described actually is indicated in the EPM real estate logo, Mm -hmm. the ups, the downs, and ultimately at the end game, you're going to be up. Absolutely. Now, my argument against what you just said is you're getting more investors now because of the amazing marketing. That very well could be. (laughs) That very well could be. That's a shameless plug. Thanks, Richard. Anyway, um, you know, if you've not been to our website, the website is epmrealestate.com. You can scroll down on that homepage and see each of the personnel. Uh, You can click on Brett's thumbnail and get his contact details. Sure. Call me directly. My phone's always on. Um, I'll answer any question you have and, and do my best to guide you. But, you know, getting back to the market itself, it I'm having a great year. I'm not complaining. I mean, I'm working seven days a week, 10, 12 hours a day, and enjoying every minute of it. But that's going to come to an end. I know it. There are investors that are sitting there waiting for that big pop to happen so they can swoop in and buy a bunch of cheap property. Uh, unfortunately, I think those investors are going to be sadly – they're sadly mistaken. I think they're going to be disappointed because we're not going to see a 2008 again. You're not going to go out and buy a $150,000 house for $99,000 because somebody's in trouble. Uh, that $150,000 house may now be worth one hundred and forty-one, one hundred and forty-two, and that's probably going to be the extent of it. So I tell my investors this. Continue to search. Let's try to find that diamond in the rough. Try to find that sweet deal, off-market deal that works for you. Don't be a follower and follow the crowd into this this idiocy of buying right now just to buy real estate. Because guess what? Real estate's here today. It's going to be here tomorrow. It's going to be here next year. It's going to be here two years from now. It's not going anywhere. So don't be in such a rush. Take your time. Make good financial decisions. Because if you don't, you're going to be like some of these guys that are buying today left and right a few years from now. I mean, yeah, if you own a million dollars of real estate and it corrects 10%, it's $100,000, Right. So in that perspective, yes, it's it's a huge loss. It'll regain itself. But if you just buy one or two this summer and we get into fall and buy another one and we work our way and, and slowly build your portfolio and take advantage of the market when it's right, you'll do very well. And now, Neighborhood Chat. So I saw something on Facebook today. I thought it was hilarious. I wanted to read it. It says, uh, if you think you're smarter than the previous generation, 50 years ago, the owner's manual of a vehicle showed you how to adjust the valves. Today, it warns you not to drink the contents of the battery. That doesn't tell you where our generation is. That's a whole new meaning to an energy drink, isn't it? (laughs) That's a good one, Richard. That's very good. I just makes me, I, I, I really worry about the generation today. But of course, I look back and my parents worried about my generation coming up. My grandparents worried about my dad's generation coming up. It always seems like as we get older, we worry about the next generation coming. So either that means they're seriously in trouble or I'm just getting old and becoming my grandparents. And always talking about 
how kids are dressing, <laughs> how their hair looks, what kind of clothes they're wearing, the music they listen to. I thought this weekend I was out on the boat and cigarette boat comes by me, music just blaring. I mean, you couldn't even hear yourself think it was so loud. And I looked at him and, and I thought to myself, turn that crap down. And then I stopped myself and said, holy crap, I've turned into my grandpa. <laughs> So anyway, I definitely feel that. I mean, I've got three fifth graders. Oh, wow. And there's the times where they say something that you think, oh, wow, there's hope. They're brilliant. And then there's the other times where they do stuff and say stuff that you think, what? (laughs) How are you going to grow up into a functional adult? I mean, I'll give you an example of the brilliance. My daughter came to us one day and she said, two guys walk into a bar. One asks for an H2O. The other one asked for an H2O2. The second one died. That, all right, so apparently I'm not a genius. <laughs> H2O and H2O2. So the difference between water and hydrogen peroxide. Oh, H2O2. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now, I, thought, I, don't, I don't know in reality if you drank hydrogen peroxide, whether you would die or not. I don't know. But we thought Well, was I was thinking clever. you said H2O2, like also. See, that's what I that didn't get. That is what he said. Okay, yeah, so your daughter's got genius. an H2O2. Yeah. Gotcha. And then she'll turn around and... It will be a case where you're explaining something very simple, you know, go get the stapler that's on the cabinet over there. She comes back where? with a spatula. Where? Oh, where? where is it? Huh? <laughs> yeah, but that's a common kid thing. I was the same way. I could be standing in my shoes going, Mom, I lost my shoes. Well, you know where my shoes are? But it's the next part that gets me. <laughs> it's once she figures out where it's supposed to be, she goes and picks something different up. <laughs> now, I'm not I'm not saying that this is exclusive to her because sure. both the boys do that as well. I think all kids do that. Yeah. I know. I remember doing that. Oh, I remember, I remember it too. I mean, I could be literally standing right in front of it and, and telling my mom, I don't see it. Where is it at? Yeah, but I really hope this generation doesn't drink the contents of the battery. That you know, it is. It, we have reached a point where there's a warning label on everything. There's a disclosure and disclaimer for everything. Even when you close on a home, you sign a document, and then you sign a a statement behind that document, attesting to the fact that you signed the previous document. You, you, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're getting out of control with this stuff, and. I saw another thing on Facebook that says we should just remove all the warning labels and let nature take its course. I I completely agree with that. I do, too. That would help our overpopulating issue on the globe if we could do that. I mean, you go to natural landmarks, don't you, and there's there's no fence. It's like you make up your own mind. Sure. I mean, if you're dumb enough to to hang off the side of the Statue of Liberty and, and risk dying, then so be it. God intended it to be that way. He made you not quite smart enough to take care of yourself so that eventually you could you could injure. You know, it might be uncouth to say, but I honestly think that in many cases, humans are intervening with things that should be natural selection. I agree. Totally agree. Natural selection is a good way to put it. Well, anyway, I'm just concerned about our generation coming up. And I just pray every day that... I don't reach the age where I depend on them to take care of me because that terrifies me. When is the right time to buy? I'm baffled by this every year. Come mid-March, phones start ringing off the hook and investors are calling us from around the world, all across the country, wanting to buy, wanting to buy, wanting to buy, and they get hot and heavy and start throwing money and buying real estate as fast as we can get it. I encourage a lot of them on some deals to walk away because I don't think it financially it makes sense. 
some go for it some don't you know it's it's not my job to make that decision it's my job to guide them and, and give them my best advice but what i don't understand is that they investors want to buy up everything they get their hands on between march and august and then come after august they just go silent and after August, I say October through February is the best time to buy investment real estate. Why? Because the market is now cooled off. There's less buyers than properties. You can get better deals on properties. And your ROI and your investment is going to be a better deal versus going out and competing against 30 other investors today and maybe 20 homeowners and overpaying for something that you could have got for a lower price come the fall and winter. So, I'm encouraging, if you're listening and you're an investor, I know you're buying now, and that's fine. Continue to buy. Continue to look for those good deals, but don't just buy to buy. If you wait until October, wait till November, wait till December, get in touch with your agent and start hunting for property, then you're going to end up buying stuff for 8 9% less than you can get it for today, the exact same property. Don't be short-sighted and just buy to buy. That's what I'm trying to get to. Wait until the time is right. So if you want my personal opinion, don't buy another piece of property till October. Wait until October. Wait till the, the owner-occupant market is cooled off. There's less competition. There's less buyers. And you'll be able to get your offer at where you want it to be accepted versus right now it's a seller's market. So a seller says, okay, you just gave me asking all cash closing, closing a week, but I'm going to wait a few days because I'll probably get ten grand over that cash closing two weeks. So you're at a disadvantage right now as an investor. You add into that mix the ridiculous owner-occupant feeding frenzy going on, and that makes your situation even worse because it makes other investors who are selling their properties as rentals feel that they can get a higher price simply because the owner-occupant market is spinning out of control. And in some cases, we've seen that happen. So my opinion, wait till the fall. Get your better deal. Buy right. When the summertime comes, put your checkbook away. Enjoy your summer. Don't stress about rental properties. And when the fall kicks in, Let's jump on it and go. Yeah, I would second what Brett's just said in in the casual conversations that he and I have. I've heard numerous times where he's suggested to an investor that they don't go ahead and and make the offer that the investor's wanting to make because it's just the wrong time uh, with the wrong property. So definitely work to build your relationship with your agent now so that come the fall you're ready to go and you know you have that ongoing relationship of how you both like to work. I've got 20 investors right now with searches that I've set up for them, haven't purchased a piece of property yet. They're all waiting until October. I have investors that are buying only because I'm finding a few off-market deals for them. I'm finding a few diamonds in the rough that we can get our hands on, but they're not going through and just wanting to throw offers at everything that hits the market. They're waiting for me to send them stuff that I think is, is worthy. Even with that, I'm finding enough good deals to do a million and a half dollars in a single you know, 30 days. So I can't imagine what it's going to be like come October as the owner market stops and we're going to have large amounts of inventory and hopefully large amounts of investment buyers. Thank you for listening to Behind the Curtain Podcast, your real world guide to real estate investment and property management. Be sure to subscribe at BehindTheCurtainPodcast.com. And if you'd like to learn more about Enterprise Property Management's real estate services, please visit us on the web at epmrealestate.com. This has been a Sound Ideas Group production for Enterprise Property Management, Inc.